Now, while we're on the subject of Kelpie, says I was in the last story, or not if you're listening to this story without listening to the one before it, uh, water horses also appear in the North Isles as well. There are ones in Orkney. Unfortunately, there's no stories about them. The nearest we come to is a hideous beast called the Nyoklavi, which I'll maybe tell you about some other time. But there are water horses that lived in Rousey, up near the Loch Nitchen, up in the hills. And there was one that lived at Peggleburn in Hoy. Now, there's nothing really told about them. It just said that the one at Peggleburn used to watch out for folk coming along the road there. It would have been when it was just a, a rough track. And it had very, very keen eyesight, so it could see all the way back, and it would keep an eye out for any traveller coming there. And then it would encourage them to get on its back, and then it would chump into the barn at the deepest part and drown them. Now, in the Faroe Islands, they, they also have a water horse, a kelpie, called a niker. And there are some stories of them uh, trying to trick children up onto their back. They get the bairns to climb on their back, and then they set off to the water with them and drown them. They also try to get any adults to come up on their backs as well. And then they plunge into a lake with them. And in the morning, you'll find the victim's lungs floating on the surface of the water. Now, in Surwager, in, uh, in the Pharaohs, there was a wee place called Lightest Water. Probably no say in that, right? But there was a water horse there. It took the shape of a great horse, this Niker. And it always tried to get Burns to climb up on its back. And, you know, they said with some of these water horses out there, some of these nikers, that they would grow longer every time another bairn climbed up. It would grow a bit longer, so there was always room for another bairn. Now, it waited until it managed to get a lot of bairns up on its back, and then it set off to the lake where to drown them. But there was one wee boy that was left behind, because he was just too tiny to be able to climb up. Now, his brother, Nicholas, was on the back of the Niker, and he shouted to it, thinking that he was losing out on something here. He said, Brother Nicker, Brother Nicker. And when the Niker heard that, he thought it heard its own name, and when it hears its own name, it loses all power. And so the creature collapsed down, and all the children got off it and were saved. Now, there was a priest living there as well called Rasmus Ganti. And there was one day he encountered a beautiful horse down by the side of the lake. And he was going from Suervager to Midvager with a servant with him. He set the servant after the horse to catch it. But the horse ran out into the lake and disappeared under the water. Now later he was going past the same place again when he met a handsome young man who was sitting in a sheepfold and he was combing his hair with a golden comb. 
Now the priest knew that this was the Niker, because they're shapeshifters. They can take different forms, and they can take human form if they wanted as well. But he knew, all oh, Rasmus Ganting, he knew that this was a Niker that was sitting there combing his hair. And he said, you will sit there forevermore. And he took a small stone and he cast it down near the shore of the lake. And he muttered a spell over it, an incantation. And the stone grew and grew and grew until it became a great big boulder. And then, using words of magic, he drove the Niker into the stone and sealed it there forevermore. And to this day it's still pointed out, and they call it the gravestone. So you've got water horses in Orkney and in Faroe Islands, but you also have them in Shetland. And this is where I finally got around to telling the story. Because this is one for Shetland, called the blacksmith in the Nuggle. Because in Shetland, the water horse, the Kelpie, is called a Nuggle. Now, there was once an island in Shetland that was very badly bothered by a Nuggle. It always took the shape of a horse, but you could tell a Nuggle because the hair on it grew the wrong way. Instead of being all sleek back the way, it pointed forwards. It pointed the wrong way. And also, it was always wet. Soaking wet. And if you climbed up onto the back of it, and if you were lucky enough to get off it before it chomped into the loch and drowned you, then your clothes would always smell foul. And they would never dry. You could hang them in front of a fire for weeks, and they would never, ever dry. Now, another trick that the Nugle has was that it had a very long tail, which it could curl up into the form of a wheel. And the wheel could spin around, and children would sit on it and go whizzing round and round and round, just like a roundabout. But they were never able to get off it again. If a bairn sat on the Nuggle's tail, it was doomed. Its fate was sealed. And the Nuggle would set off to the nearest water and drown them. Now, the Nuggle in the area where this story happened had already done in a lot of children. There was actually very few bairns left in the whole area that hadn't been killed by the Nuggle. There was a blacksmith who lived in the wee village, and he had a daughter, and his daughter was now in her very early teens. And she was a big, strong lass, just like her father, and the Nuggle had been trying to drown her since she was a wee tot, since she was just a peedy lass, or in Shetland, I should say, a peery lass. Well, no success, and the Nuggle 
was furious about this. And so it decided that if it couldn't trick the girl, it would find another way of killing her. So, as bold as brass, the Nuggle walked into the blacksmith's smithy and said to him, I've come for your daughter. Give her to me now. Never, said the blacksmith. She's all I've got left since her mother died. And there is no way I'm giving her to you. I would fight for my life. I would sacrifice my life to protect my daughter. You will not get her. I will get her, said the new. And I will give you twenty-four hours to see sense. And if, after twenty-four hours, you don't give me your daughter, then I will kill you, and I'll take her anyway. And with that, the Nuggle headed off. Now the blacksmith was worried, of course. Who wouldn't be? But he was a clever man, and, more importantly, a skilled blacksmith, and he formed a plan. Now he told his daughter what he intended to do the next day, and what she had to do as well. And so they were prepared. Now, the next day the Nuggle came back. Are you ready to give me your daughter yet? Never, the man said. You know the consequences. I do but you will never get her. Well, the Nuggle came right into the blacksmith's shop, and it reared up into the air, and it waved its front hooves dangerously close to the blacksmith, and down they came with a wallop that made the whole building shake. <clears throat> the next time I rear up, said the Nuggle, I will bring my hooves down on your skull, and I will shatter your head, and then I'll carry off your daughter anyway. Do your worst, said the blacksmith. The Nuggle, furious, reared up on its hind legs again, waving its front legs in the air menacingly. But it was so mad, it had reared up so high, that it was just on the point of balance on its back legs. And then the blacksmith sprang forward with all his force, and he pushed the Nuggle with all his might, until the Nuggle fell over backwards. Nuggles were more used with folk running away for them, rather than running towards them, so it didn't see this coming and it fell over backwards, and it got wedged between the blacksmith's anvil and the workbench, and it lay there on its back, wedged tight, with its legs waving in the air, and it couldn't move. Well, the daughter ran out, and she sat on the nuggle's head, and so the nuggle couldn't move, and then the blacksmith took out four horseshoes, he had watched the size of that Nuggle's hooves, 
and he was a skilled blacksmith, many, many years' experience. And so he knew exactly how to fix this creature. He knew exactly how big to make the horseshoes. And he took them up, and he took nails, and he hammered the horseshoes onto the Nugal's feet. Well, these horseshoes were made of iron, and iron is a great defeater of any kind of magic. Any supernatural magic can be broken with iron. And the Nugal had iron horseshoes nailed to its hooves. And after the last one was nailed in place, they pushed the Nugal and they pulled and hauled at it until they got it out and onto its feet again. And the Nugal stood there. But oh, it was a very different Nugal. It wasn't a arrogant, boisterous, bullying Nugal anymore. It was a poor, cowed-down timid creature that stood there with its head hanging. And after that, well, it got no peace. It couldn't go back to the loch again because it couldn't run around in the loch because it had the iron on its hooves. It would weight it down and also it would prevent its magic from being able to live in the water. So it was condemned to wander around a poor, miserable creature that everyone shunned. But after that, there was no more children killed by the Nugal in that area of Shetland anyway. Thanks to my old pal Lawrence Tullock for that story. Miss you, boy.